Hey, what's going on, my friends? Welcome to another episode of the Awaken Life Podcast. You know me, my name is Victor, and I'm here with my wonderful wife, Patty. Hey, guys. And today we're going to share with you four decisions that changed our life. I had uh, last week, as I shared in my recent energy update and in some of my content, my emails and so forth, I was talking about how I had a really, really rocky couple of days, very reminiscent of the dark night of the soul. There was this undeniable awareness of all this old stuff bubbling up into my consciousness, sort of wreaking havoc in my life as it can tend to do. And I was so desperate to, to heal it, to release it, to let it go, to move on, because I felt like it was blocking me from not only moving forward in my life, but moving but being happy, being content, I felt miserable. And I dedicated an entire afternoon to kind of sitting there and doing yoga and doing a little ceremony and <clears> meditating <throat> and writing. And I put all this energy. I basically took a day out of time to do all this shadow work. And you know what happened? I got nothing. <laughs> nothing happened. There was no healing. There was no greater clarity, no insight. But there was one word that kept popping into my mind. You know what it was? It was choices, choices. The message was, Victor, the way you feel right now is a direct result of the choices you've made. And then ironically, that, that I guess, suppose that was an insight. But what, what made me finally feel better was sort of um, facing that truth that I didn't need to have some epic mystical healing. I needed to make some smart choices that would make me feel better. So I, ch I wrote down three things. I wrote down clean up the house because it was messy. And I knew it would be a nice <laughs> thing to do for Patty. She was out with the kids. She kind of gave me my time. And I knew if she could come home um, to a clean house, it would she would feel good. And that would feel good for making her feel good. Number two, I wrote down work out. Working out always zaps me out of my funk and it gets me into a better mood. And number three was to post a video on Instagram. I post every day and I was so miserable. I, I wasn't even planning on doing anything with it that day, but that would have made me feel unproductive. So those three things for me at those times helped. Now, that was just one day. But the point is that our life, the way we feel, the spiritual progress we make, oftentimes isn't this stroke of luck, isn't this waiting game for our life to kind of unfold and we passively sort of drift through it. It's like we can take life by the horns by our choices. So anyways, in, in keeping with that theme, which I feel is very relevant right now, right now it's like a lot of people are feeling kind of cut off, like they don't really know what to do in their life. And it's, the, it's a time to start making things happen, taking life into your own hands. So anyways, Patty and I, in alignment with this theme, I'll finally let her speak in a minute here, <laughs> longer than expected introduction. We're going to share with you four decisions that we've made throughout our entire life that has that have changed our life, you know, in very massive and impactful ways. Where we, if we would have chosen a different path and made a different choice in these sort of pivotal times in our life, who knows where we would be? So, number one, and I'll let you sort of introduce it. I'll say it so you know what to talk about. But we took <laughs> massive action on our dreams, even though they scared the crap out of us. And what I'm referring to specifically is moving to San Diego. Okay, so um, 
I don't know what I see now. I'm like out of the. She's out of the flow because <laughs> I didn't let her flow. speak. <laughs> oh, okay. Want me to kind of help a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we we. Real quick, let's tell them what's okay. going on. So right now, you have to. My Patty's in kind of a sensitive <clears throat> and open state. She started her diet, her dieta with the rose. Yeah. So yeah. So and I normally <clears throat> during the podcast, I normally would drink uh, coffee. But today I'm drinking my beautiful rose tea. So, <laughs> yeah. So she, our vibes might be a little bit different. She might be a little more quiet and more more calm, which will actually probably be a nice balance for me. <laughs> it right? always is, right? Yeah. But anyway, you remember that love we took. Yeah. We want. I'm just. I'm just like, where do you want me to begin? Because for me, um, it sort of began when we made the decision to uh, visit San Diego for the first time. We hmm. kind of had an idea, right, that we wanted to move out west, but we had never even been to California or anywhere really out west other than Sedona at that point, and we right. that was as far west as we had gone. So we were kind of like, we want to move to California and San Diego, but we've never even been there. Why do we even want to? Mm -hmm. So for me, that's where it began when we made the decision to take uh, a road trip all the way out there. Okay, yeah, I remember that. I guess what I had in mind with this was more like uh, taking action to taking actually do it. The 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 the, the, the <laughs> I was gonna say jump and leap, so as came out that way. The, the lump, leap of faith. The, the lump of faith. Of faith. <laughs> <laughs> the lump of faith. Like like for example, what comes to mind is purchasing the RV. Yeah. We didn't have a lot of money at the time, and we bought an our a little a little RV because yeah. we knew that was the way to get out there. That was what kind of popped into our synchronicity and intuition. Um, yeah, but for, I mean, we bought it with the idea that even if we didn't move to San Diego in the RV, that it was like, we would still use it and go camping in it. So we could justify it even, even yeah, that's right. we without, did that order, didn't we? yeah, even without the, like, for sure we're going to do this, you know? Right. Because that's a lot, it was a lot of money, especially at that time for us to, to the just, gym was doing so poorly. Yeah, to just jump into something like that. But then we we went on a trip for like ten days mm -hmm. near our house, like just camping. Yeah. And then we came back, and then then we were given the choice. Then it was like we kind of knew, you know what? When we came back home, we realized we were much happier in the RV. Yeah, with less things and. Yeah, and, and then the choice was, do we call do, a realtor and sell our house? Yeah, that was like that was where we had to put our, you know. That's where we lumped our faith. <laughs> That's where we lumped our faith. Yeah, straight up. Um, but we could have, you know, what I wanted to do mentally, which seemed a lot more rational and safe, is take our time getting mm -hmm. out to San Diego. Yeah. I, I had planned on opening up another gym, actually, before this before I closed it down, opening up another gym and having two gyms that became kind of profitable and when I was only doing the marketing for like via Facebook ads, so I didn't have to be there. And I had all these I had employees and stuff. And then I was going to train someone to work at my grow operation. Mm -hmm. um, that was what I wanted to do because that was like, okay, that makes sense. That That's makes logical bad. sense. Like but maybe then, we can do it that way. Right. Then the gym started falling apart. Mm -hmm. Then my grow situation with my business partner at that time started becoming really messy. Um and like we had put so much energy into going to San Diego, like wanting to, that it, it came down to the fact that you have to get rid of these. These aren't going to, 
you can't take these with you. Right. You can't do it your way. There's better ways. Yeah. Um, and More then, fluid. Right. Ways. There was a series of like shutting all that down mm-hmm. and selling the house. That was like our big choice. Yeah. But I, we, I resisted for a little while and I could see where a lot of people in that situation wouldn't take that jump. Yeah, um, but if we would have sure. just stuck around, we I guess there's no way to really know where we'd be. But well, I, I, I know have we a, be where we are now, obviously. Right, obviously we wouldn't be here, but where we are. But we we still could have had uh, a decent life, you know, for sure, because we always make do with what we have. But there would have been a sense of. Um, I don't want to say lack, but, but that's the first word that came to my mind, but a sense of, um, dissonance, I guess would be a better Strong word. Sense, yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't think we would have been happy. And I'll tell you why I was listening to a Bashar Bashar. If you guys don't know, Bashar is an awesome channeler. He's actually the entity that comes through this guy named Daryl Anka. Anyway, I'm a big fan. Um, and I was listening to one of his recent, uh, recent seminars, or whatever. And he was talking about, I think the eight necessities are the eight required what is it like the the eight things you need to live to be to live in a physical reality one of them is oxygen mm-hmm. one of them is water and then like as you get down the line the kind of order and priority one of them is to be living your purpose to be on track with your soul's yeah. journey he says he says if you don't have water you're going to die pretty shortly if, even more so with oxygen he said when you when you're really not living your purpose you're going to die a slow death yeah. And that's what was starting to kind of happen. Mm-hmm. A depression, a lack of satisfaction, a discontentment that would slow. It was already already wearing on my health, yeah. wearing on, you know, withering my intuition, withering my spirit, withering my connection. And it, can I take back what I said? <laughs> that I, can, can I have unsaid that? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. And I, I know what you meant in a practical sense. We yeah. had no reason to be miserable. We had an okay life, but I'm just sort of looking at it from a more spiritual perspective, yeah. which I think is becoming more relevant. I think yeah. a lot of people are there where they have this opportunity to make a choice. Um, and a lot of times pursuing the life purpose sort of thing it's it's you're jumping in you're diving into the off the cliff into the unknown and it's scary yeah. but that's a choice that was one of the best choices we've ever made in our entire life we, yeah. we chose to freaking jump and our life has expanded in ways we could have never possibly fathomed mm-hmm. and, at that point and in a in a very quick and fluid easy sort of way it, it hasn't always been easy you know it's been fast but though. it's been a lot faster and the way that it's been moving forward has been happening much, much easier, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a challenging temporary transition yeah. to, to sort of bridge that gap. But now that we sort of got onto our path and we're sort of in our, in our, you know, flowing down our ideal river, if you want to look at it that way. Right. Now it's like, it's not smooth sailing, but it's a heck, it's, it's no law, no more drastic, crazy ass breakdowns and mm-hmm. stuff like last time it's more like just this expansion yeah. and there's growing pains of course um but everything has improved dramatically our, our life is you know you guys would not be listening to me you wouldn't find me all that interesting if you if there was this guy on youtube who shied away from his purpose and calling and tried to sort of sit there and be on the soapbox telling you what to do mm-hmm. you know the fact that i kind of documented that whole transition i think is people see me in a different light they say wow yeah. this guy's actually done it and it's inspiring um so yeah man it's um uh, that was the choice that i'm very happy we made yeah <laughs> me too 
Number two, kind of uh, rewinding a little bit back in time. There was a time when Patty and I were a hot mess. <laughs> but this is before we met. We were, I, was a, I was a straight up like desperate heroin addict where I was shooting up heroin like several times a day. I was addicted. I had to use it every day. I was stealing money from people. I had no job. I had lost the respect and trust of my family and friends. I was unhealthy. And I, all I had was my, my addiction. It was just me and my addiction. It was a very lonely, lonely game. I was in and out of rehab getting in trouble with the law. Um, and Patty had a similar sort of scenario. You can similar. go into detail if you want. No, I'd like to keep it private. Okay. But it was similar and it was, there was uh, dark. substances involved and it was, yeah, equally dark and yeah. Yeah. And both of us were like at that time incapable of shaking our, you know, pulling ourselves together. I tried. I knew I was unhappy. I knew this is no way to live for like an 18 year old kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I went to rehab like five times, and I even had a mystical encounter that I shared this in the last mm-hmm. podcast. That was an angel came, this divine intervention. And even with that, I was still I did not have it whatever I needed to to get off the drugs consistently and, and build my life back up. And you were kind of you know yeah. in the same desperate place. I had, well, yeah, and I had a divine intervention. Because at one point, I remember um, I looked myself in the face, which in the mirror, um, and looked myself in the eyes, which had been a very long time since I had done that, actually. And I was about to like do this line of coke, and I looked at myself, and I was like, what are you doing with your life right now? Like, this is not, this is not who you are. And at that moment, I still was like, fuck it. And right. I just like, I was like, it's, I'm too, it's too late now. Yeah. I'm already like in it. So I don't know where, what else to do at this point. So I just kept going in that same direction, but I had divine intervention, which forced me to stop and get clean and, and, um, go on this. Yeah. Go the other route. We were basically both tossed in rehab. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got we I got in trouble with the law. We got pulled over. I was with a buddy and we had drugs on us and and then of course my parents got mad about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get into huge trouble, although I had like pending court dates and whatnot, but my parents took me back in rehab. And then Patty had a similar sort of yeah, running I got, with the law. <clears throat> I um got pulled over for drunk driving and then didn't show up to court. <laughs> yeah so yeah but anyway beyond that beyond that th- that people are probably thinking you didn't choose anything man you just got thrown into jail and this and that no but the choice was- for me the choice ended up sorry for cutting you off it's but okay. the choice was was do i continue on the path i know i'm supposed to be on or continue on the dark path that i know is not resonating with my being right you know because even though there was divine intervention like we both got in trouble with the law we still could have very easily just been gone back at it as soon as our law thing, um, legality issues had been taken care of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like I've gone through rehab closed off more like biding my time waiting to get out. So I was free, mm-hmm. you know, where this time when I went, even though I kind of had to go again, um, I was very open to the therapy. I was very like, mm-hmm. I, I connected with a counselor. We had the same counselor, actually. I ran yeah. with Melissa, this awesome woman, yeah. really cool, like down the earth woman. 
Um, I really feel like uh, she helped me. But anyway, I was like, re- I finally allowed myself to be receptive to like the 12 steps and all that kind of AA mm-hmm. stuff. And then knowing myself, I knew that if I was to get out of rehab, I was going to relapse because I've had good intentions before and that would still happen. Even that, again, the intervention thing, the divine intervention. Um, so that that's when, before I left, I said, I have to like get the hell out of here. So I told my, I called my parents and told them I'm going to Florida, to this place called the Boca, <laughs> the Boca House. That was a whole other can of worms I won't get into <laughs> now. That was almost like a, a tough place to survive in a way. But it was like, a, that was my choice. I chose to go to Florida. I chose mm-hmm. to like admit where I was, admit the lack of power and, and willpower I had at the time and admit that I needed help. And I, I took proactive measures to get myself help. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to Florida, it, it, I met these awesome friends. It was all very synchronistic. And I met this, this good counselor. And I've been clean ever since. Mm-hmm. And you, how, how was it for you? You sort of embraced your therapist, Deborah, or what? Well, um, when I was court-ordered to go to rehab, I thought, okay, I'm here. I'm going to do what I need to do to become better so I don't have to live like that anymore because they kept, they would always say like, um, you know, it's, it's no way to live. And you're, if you're using drugs, clearly you're not happy and this and that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy living like this. I'm not happy doing this. I know that this is not something that I want for my future. And so I made the decision, the choice to make the most out of my time in rehab by just diving into the inner work that needed to get done in order to um, not go back to that way of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and man, like to, to consider where we'd be if we didn't make that choice. Like I just talked to a friend, my buddy Chris, um, that... I got caught up with the drugs with back in the day, back when I was 18. And he's like, he's now a year clean. And just hearing what he has gone through in the last 16 years, it was like, oh my God, I, I felt so bad for him. Um, Cause I know how hard it is. But anyway, it, it was uh life lessons. Just learned. seeing where some of the people I was with at the time ended up compared to where, like where I ended up. Cause I got clean at the young age. It, it's right. a, it's a mind boggling cr- a contrast. So that was certainly a wise choice <laughs> yeah. for both of us, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Number three is we sort of gloss, we sort of talked about it unintentionally, but I quit my jobs to pursue YouTube. And I, I'd like to like make it titled something like um, made the choice to follow your path, even though it wasn't easy. Right. Yeah. Because that's basically what you were doing when you when you quit your job and went on YouTube. Yeah, I've always I've always talked about getting on YouTube. Remember, even back in like 2011, mm-hmm. I would try to make videos yeah. and it didn't really work out. Um, but then there became a time where I just sort of sensed that, you know, after a while you become pretty in tune with your spiritual awakening unfoldment and you can kind of, you can easily glean the theme, like what what's being asked to me, what's the lesson here. And for me, the unfortunate truth at that time was the lesson was, Victor, it's time to get on the ball, man. Mm -hmm. It's time to start living the life you've been talking about living this past seven or so years. It's, It's the time. And you're not going to experience this continued expansion that you've been going through if you ignore 
the realization that you already have, that you mm -hmm. know it's time. What do you want, Victor? You know what you want, Victor. You want to be, you want to make YouTube videos. You want to have an online career so you can be free, have financial abundance and freedom and time freedom to spend time with your family and travel and do whatever the hell you want. I wanted that. I couldn't deny that. I didn't have that with a gym, a brick and mortar business I was tied to. I didn't have that with growing weed because it was very hard to go away. Right. Like, yeah. The plants were very needy. Um, <laughs> and it's just the way my synchronicity and so forth unfolded. I, I, I just could not deny that the next step for me was closing down the gym, which seemed so asinine. And then at, shortly after that, uh, after that, I was like, okay. I can still grow weed. This is better. I'm free. I'm much more free now without this gym. Mm -hmm. And then when the same sort of series of synchronicities and I would say. Challenges. Yeah. Where I just started to kind of like the same, the cycle repeated itself, the breakdown of what happened with the gym, mm -hmm. with the eventually leading to the realization you have to close it down, even though it's scary. And once I did that, I was fine. But the same thing immediately started happening with the grow where I was like, oh my God, you're freaking kidding me. Now, higher self, you're asking that I close this down. What the hell am I supposed to do? I don't have, I have like six subscribers on YouTube. I'm not, <laughs> I, I can't support my family. We have like expensive vehicles. We have a house, mortgage, all the shit. Like, how am I going to do this? But I made the choice again, yeah. I, but it, it didn't come easy. No, it did not. I remember I would be, like literally I'd wake up at night with this this horrible sense of impending doom, this pit in my stomach because I knew, I knew, I would literally sometimes be in fetal position like because I was resisting, holding on so hard. I knew it was so clear as day. Go down there right now and cut <laughs> down your goddamn plants, turn the lights off and, and, then, and then beyond that you'll have you know, some inner guidance mm -hmm. beyond that. But it's not going to happen until you take the plunge, Vic. Yeah. And eventually I did it. And, yeah. I, and what I would do is I would go down there and I would kill my plants and I'd turn the lights off the next day. You'd turn them back I'd on. I'd turn them back on and try to save the damage I've done. I did it like four or five times. Yeah, But least. eventually I, I, I committed to it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And what happened after that was not immediate success. Far from it. But I started getting, I just started, my, my path was finally allowed to proceed where I felt reconnected as like tumultuous as my external life seemed. I felt like I was finally tuned into my inner self once again. And once I was one, then once I had that, then it was like, it was just like, like there's always the next step presenting itself. I just kept mm -hmm. following that. And then very shortly after that. I was living the dream. Mm -hmm. You know, I was I was living it up in San Diego, doing coaching calls on the beach, yeah. talking to cool ass people like you guys, my audience. You know, you know, making a lot more money than I had, even with the gym and the grow. Right. You know, able to kind of just almost like live our life like we were on vacation at all times. It was amazing. Yeah. Um. So that was uh. If I would have clung to that the the grow, I I don't know. I, I feel like the house is going to catch fire. Yeah, that's what you would kept, You would be like, I feel like there's going to be a fire. And I'd be like, I mean, I don't think so. But it was more if you like, feel that, then I, maybe you need to get... A, we had an electrician come out. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, the light bulbs kept bursting, bursting for no reason. Yes. So, so we had an electrician come out twice to look at everything, to make sure that everything was good. And he's like, I don't see anything wrong. There's no reason why your light bulbs should be going out. But 
No, but I, it was more of an intuition. Like I, I started to feel like if you continue clinging to this sort of life path that's no longer yours, no longer ideal, then there's going to be negative consequences. And I just had intuition that it was going to be a fire. Like, and it's like, do you want to come down to that? Do you want your whole house to catch on fire to, to get you on your path? Or do you want to just trust your intuition? That's pretty damn loud and clear right now. Mm -hmm. So I held on until it started smoking. And then I finally quit the, quit the, quit the grow. <laughs> but that was not easy as you just now heard. Yeah. Um, but man, that was like, that gave me such a sense of like people reach out to me, Vic, how do you trust the path? How do you trust your intuition? Well, you follow it. Yeah. Uh, that I get, I got to a point where I was like, you really, you really got to trust now, Vic. This is now the time to really decide: do you trust this path or not? And I chose to trust him, and it worked out. My life has just been, you know, it's, we've already said it's improved dramatically. Yeah, and you know, it was that was really challenging for me too to watch you go through this and know like everything's going to be okay where it's all going to work out. And I, I had this knowing, but I couldn't explain it to you because you were in such a dark place at that time. Yeah. And you know, I, I would just, I felt for you. <laughs> yeah. It was my challenge. It was my life. Um, it was like my life thing to do. I, it was only something I could deal with. There, yeah. No one could have helped me with that. No psychic, no, not you, mm -hmm. nobody. It was something I had to do. And that even made it more challenging because right. I knew that. I knew that, dude, Dick, you're in a rough spot, man. And, and I knew that I would be the one that had to get myself out of it. Yeah. But in doing so, it's super empowering. Yeah, right? right? <laughs> yeah. I feel like a fucking badass just talking about it right now. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> number four, moving on, <laughs> is I went to Costa Rica and took ayahuasca. For the first time. Yeah. This is another decision that I didn't come to lightly. This place in Costa Rica called Rhythmia, the really like decked out sort of high-end luxurious ayahuasca retreat, the only medically supervised ayahuasca center in the world, at least at the time anyway, um, reached out to me with this crazy offer where they basically would let me come on this this trip for free you know mm -hmm. get massages and and eat their food and do all this stuff there's a hummingbird out the window oh, right nice. now hummingbirds are oh. good <laughs> sorry um, i kept looking out the window and he like looked over like what's going on yeah <laughs> but basically all i had to do to come was just to make some youtube videos and talk about my experience and i was like oh my god that's like initially i thought it was like there's something missing that's too good to be true. So I just, I didn't really respond or anything. I ignored it. Um, and then I talked to my best friend now, Aaron Dowdy. It was when we first started talking and he's told me, he's like, yeah, man, that's a really cool offer. He took, he had the same email mm -hmm. and I was like, really? And I didn't really, again, I kind of glanced through it. And then he was telling me like at that time, even though we had talked like twice, we were like really, really close. And he was trying to convince me to go. He's like, I think I might go. If you go, I'll go. Yeah. And I was like, huh. Like, I didn't even consider it at all as being, a legit, for one, a legitimate offer. Number two, I didn't consider going. And I was like, I don't uh And I was like, the idea, I was almost afraid to get excited. Like, how badass would that be? Mm -hmm. Go over there with Aaron and chill out for a week. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't How am know, I going to sell this to my wife? Yeah, that was what was <laughs> on my mind. Exactly. Right. And then what happened? And then I brought it up to you and you're like, why don't you go? Uh, yeah. I was like, what? Really? I was like, you've been wanting to drink ayahuasca. 
for a while now and you're getting a free trip. Mm -hmm. So why would you pass that up? You know, and you said, well, I can't leave you guys. I said, we'll live. I promise you, we'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, then five minutes later, I go, Aaron, call them up. Bro, I can go. Let's do Yay! it. Mom said it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> so then he's, I had to respond. They set me up with this guy named Stefan. We went over all the details. And, and then it was set. Me and Aaron went off to, to, to uh, Costa Rica. And at that point, I became kind of intrigued about like ayahuasca and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't, of course, there's no way you can really know what to expect until you actually do it. Right. And the trip at that point was so fun, man. The first couple of nights were tolerable. Not not mild per se, but nothing too different than other psychedelic experiences I've had. But then I went to the third night where I had a very, very strong experience with the medicine. <laughs> and that was a life-changing night for me. It really was like a, a pivotal moment in my life. And I, I feel like forever changed from that day, from that night. Mm -hmm. I walked out a completely, uh, like a different person just much more aware of uh, many things about myself, about my character, how much growth there is still to do on myself, how disconnected me and the plant people are from the earth and, and like being in harmony with the planet and feeling more so re in, rejuvenated with such a strong mission to help connect to help raise consciousness and make people aware of what I experienced that night, which was just that we're a provide everything we need. We have the earth provides everything Like yes. there doesn't need to be fighting and violence. And anyway, I'm not going to go into this whole, <laughs> but it was a really just a healing cathartic eye opening experience. And then, and then beyond that, you know, I came back. I remember that night when I, I Skyped you, we were talking you mm -hmm. probably you could see how different I was. Remember mm -hmm. that? How I was yeah. so like centered and stuff. And in my mind, I was like, I'm sending Patty here. She's got to go through this too. Yeah. And now you're going too. You're going in a few months with me. Yes, but that is not how the reason why it changed my life. No, of course. You can go ahead and take so, over. So um, when you left for Costa Rica, I didn't anticipate, or actually when I told you you should go, I didn't anticipate all of the different things that would come up for me. Um, emotionally. Yeah. Um, so when you were gone, I spent that whole time doing a lot of inner healing and inner growth. Um, but it was at Rhythmia where you, uh, met my teacher. And so now, um, and, and that's the reason why I sat with the medicine for the first time was because she was having a circle somewhere nearby and um, I was able to sit with the medicine and um, that is what really changed my life is that you were able to go there and meet someone who was holding space here where I could um, drink the medicine and start becoming aware of my life purpose and my path and my journey and yeah. going forward in, in that motion. So that's why it changed my life. Yeah, it all worked perfectly. Yeah. yeah, this one, these couple of shamans that worked there, uh, when I had went the first time to Rhythmia, they, they, were, they quit there shortly after, actually. They, they ended up moving on, kind of doing their own thing. They were so good, and they could. They could have just kind of been running their own show, and now they do. 
Um, and it so happened that they said, oh, we live in Vegas. So it wasn't long after I got back that I was able to set you up with them. And just a side note, we had made the decision to move to Las Vegas two weeks before you went to Rhythmia. Yeah. So it was like, if we were still living in San Diego, I probably wouldn't have decided to go. I would have been like, eh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, but... But anyway, that that our life has definitely taken a lot of uh, positive turns from that decision too, which again didn't come. A lot of these didn't come lightly. Um, yeah. Well, when I agreed, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you should totally go." It was like after when you were on the phone with Aaron, I was like, "Oh shit, what did I just agree to? <laughs> like, what did I just yeah. say it was okay?" Because right. I didn't even put any thought into it. It was just uh, like a just felt right intuition. To say yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no thought process that happened. Yeah. So it was like. Okay, now I need to figure out how I'm gonna do do this and yeah. <laughs> deal with all, all the this. kids. Yeah, <clears throat> but anyways, my friends. So we kind of went off on a lot of different things, but what I want to highlight is that a theme we noticed, just me anyway, looking at those four things, that those decisions that had the greatest impact on our life did not come easy. A lot of times they were scary, mm-hmm. and all of them are way 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 the heck outside of our comfort zone but that's where the <laughs> magic happens yeah you know that's uh if it doesn't challenge you it doesn't change you right that's right so anyways i guess that we just chose to share those because it might be inspiring to a lot of you because anyway i'm going to share my energy update coming up soon probably shoot it tomorrow on friday that uh is, i'm going to talk about this i'm going to talk about how it really is a time to take your life into your own hands and start making choices that are going to be congruent with the person you want to come or become and the life you want to live. And a lot of people, I think, are at that choice point. So mm-hmm. it just felt relevant, my friends. I hope you enjoyed it. And hey, as I mentioned before, me and Patty are going to Costa Rica, this place called Rhythmia, in uh, this coming November 10th through the 18th. Yay. It will be our last time going down there, but we won't be alone. We'll be with my, my first boy. and last. Yeah, Aaron Dowdy, Leo Alexander, other YouTubers. You guys would dig them. If not, just look them up on YouTube. I know you'd like their stuff. You probably heard them. We've done many collaborations together. Yeah, and together. talked about them. So. Um, but we're all going to be there. And we got, we got a whole, we got a, a bunch of crew, a bunch of people from our audience going. Over 50 people, actually, so far. Wow. Between the three of us. But again, it's going to be our last time doing this. And I know a lot of people have talked about wanting to do it. Um, so this is the time because we're not, we're not, we're going to kind of do something a bit different next year, all three of us. Um, anyways, with that, I will close. You guys have an amazing day and, uh, we'll be in touch next week. Namaste. Namaste.